you know, I, I never take it lightly standing here uh, because there is, there is weight to this, this pulpit. And, and in the beginning, when I first got saved, I was like, that looks really cool. That looks great. Like, I want that. And I wasn't ready for it. And so I, I, I needed to understand that, that when you stand here and, and share something, you have the ability to, to inspire change. You have the ability to speak life to someone who may be on the edge, who may be on the verge, who may be ready to check out. And, and it's funny because Awakened Church is the only church I've known. I got saved here at our men's conference, and this is where I've been ever since. And, and so for me, somebody that came to this church, uh, I couldn't even pray in front of people. You know, I, and it's just funny how good God is, is God will take you from somewhere broken, somewhere bitter, somewhere like I could not communicate my feelings without anger. Like I could not, like I, I, I just, I couldn't. The only way I could communicate was through anger. The only way I could communicate was through rage and frustration. And so it's amazing to be here in front of you guys. And I don't take this this lightly. And I wanted to just share that with you guys because God is so good. Right now, we're in the message series called Grateful. And for me, preparing for this message, I actually had to do an inventory of everything I was grateful for. And I realized, if I'm being transparent, is I really struggle with being grateful. And it's funny that that I should be the one that feels, that has such a hard time being grateful when, like, I still remember, like, I'm I'm not too far removed from laying in bed at night and wondering, how are we going to pay all these bills? Laying in bed at night, wide awake, thinking, I don't know how we're going to make it. And, and, and so what I've learned in this process is that God, the God of brokenness and the God of broke is the God of abundance. But we have to learn how to be grateful in all seasons. We have to learn how to be grateful when, when all hell's breaking loose. We have to learn how to sing in the rain. And so I take great pride in this because tonight the title of my sermon is Spiritual Amnesia. I chose this title because I feel like Christians, we have short-term memory loss when it comes to miracles and blessings. I'm going to keep it real tonight, y'all. Like, <laughs> woo. I, I chose this because we, we all forget that when we came to Christ, most of us came broken, abandoned, discarded. We came from a place where I, people like, dude, woo. People were like, I can't stand Jeff Forbes. That dude is an arrogant jack. Like, I cannot stand that dude. Like, that's where I came from. But from, as Christians, we forget, like, we came from brokenness. We forget all the times that, like, we were alone with just God and our thoughts in a dark place. And that still small voice said, hey, 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 hey. I love you. Keep moving forward. You know, and it's, yo, I have a problem with people that whine. Be real with y'all. I am not great at pastoral care. 
Not yet. Pastor Charles is forcing it to me. He's like, pastoral care. I'm not, I, I'm serious, y'all. I'm not great at it because I got about two minutes of whining in me before I'm like, yo, how do we fix this problem? One, because like you're annoying me. And two, because like I legitimately, like I'm, I, I, want, I want the best for everybody. But like, can we take the shortest, the most direct route to the problem? Like, I don't need a marathon. Let's land the plane. Let's, let's get you plugged in. Point one is we all suffer from spiritual amnesia. And it's biblical, y'all. Like, look at the Israelites. 400 years of slavery. God shows up, bam, 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 10 plagues. Yo, they witnessed that. Can y'all imagine being there? Like, God is really upset today. Yo, th those are like locusts. He, he, ain't, he ain't playing games. Like, can you imagine, like, being there and watching that? And then it gets to the point, and it's time to go. God's like, hey, Moses, let's get him out of here. They start marching out, and they got to pay them on their way out. Yeah. So the Israelites are marching out. I, I don't know about y'all, but I, if I was an Israelite, I would have had a dope chain. Okay. <laughs> I would have been diddy bopping the whole way out. <laughs> like they watched that. They saw that. And then within three days, they're whining. Three days. Their clothes still had limestone on it. The bruises on their back haven't even, hadn't even healed yet. The lashes were still there. And they're whining. Moses, Moses, Moses. Exodus 15, 24 through 25. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? Y'all just saw God do what he did in Egypt. You think he can't provide water. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood, and he threw it into the water, and the water began to be drinkable. That's the first time. Witnessed probably the most historical, biblical moment. You could talk to non-Christians, and they'll tell you about the plagues. They witnessed it. And three days later, they're whining. And so I understand why Christians have a little miracle and then we start whining. Like, I understand it. Fast forward like a month later. Now, they, they already had water. They'd already seen God manifest over and over and over again like, like many of us have. I mean, I've seen miracles, signs, and wonders. I still whine at times. I do whine. Can I get an honest amen, baby? Amen. <laughs> Exodus 16, 2 through 3, it said, In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses. Again, they're whining. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died in, in the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we would have set around pots of meat, ate the food we wanted, but you have brought us into the desert to starve the entire assembly to death. Again, whining. God has already showed up. And what does God do? Poof, baguettes from the sky. 
And then he's like, That's, they probably need some protein. Popeyes at night. <laughs> I know some of y'all don't like Popeyes, KFC at night. And from my vantage point, when I read this story, I'm like, yo, I don't know. Like, quail is just falling out, like falling out of the sky. I don't know how you can be complaining in that season. You've witnessed God's greatness. It was prophesied someone was coming to get you out of here. You know who God is, and you're still whining. You're still whining. That's why I, listen. No. Nope, 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 nope. I have a problem with Christian leaders that whine like this. I have a, I have a problem with somebody's like, hey, um, I prayed for this. It happened last week. And, and last week, they had, last men's prayer, they had a God story. And now they're in the pits of despair. We cannot be spiritually bipolar. We can't be people who ebb and flow like that. You know how I can tell, like, somebody who is grateful and somebody who understands, like, God's character? Is they always have a God story. I remember a long time ago, I had, uh, Glory had some friends over the house, and this lady was like, God allowed me to get a haircut. Now that I know how expensive they are, I understand why it's a blessing. (laughs) But back then... I was like, this lady's praying about her hair. (laughs) There's like starving people in Africa. Uh, You're praying about your hair. But that's because she could be grateful for how God was moving in her life. Because if you honestly open your eyes and stop being so worried about yourself, you will be able to witness God's miracles all around you. Point number two. Be grateful, be as grateful for a closed door as you are for a blessing. All right, all right, all right. This is a hard one for people to understand because we hear all the motivational speaker platitudes. Oh, if a door's closed, knock it down. If, if, if they shut a door on you, climb through the window. <laughs> Motivational speakers, I love y'all. Get a crowbar and jimmy it open and stick your foot in first and wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And like, just keep going. God closes doors for a reason. Like, as I've gotten older, my prayer life has changed. Like, God, please close doors you don't want me walking in. Please close relationships you don't want me in. Please close any environment that is detrimental to my family and my health and the health of the family. Because closed doors are a blessing. And God will remove you from a situation because God sees a train wreck. So we complain not having all the information. 
I don't know why all these doors keep closing on me. I don't know why such and such didn't marry me. I don't know why I'm not the only one he's talking to. God, why are you closing this door? Jimmy will change. God is, God is, I'm going to tell you all a story. This is a true story. This is one I'm not sort of kind of embarrassed by. All right. I used to play the game E is enough in my truck all the time. Like I'd be driving the truck, the e-brake, the, 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 the gas light would come on. It'd be on E for a few days before I went out gas. I would put my hand on the dash and be like, God will do it, won't he? He'll do it. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He'll do it. Well, one day, I'm driving home from work. I have both my daughters in the car. And the, the, the truck is like, yo, we're good. We're not going anywhere anymore. Like, You've been treating me poorly. I don't know when I had an oil change. Like, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm on the 94 highway in rush hour. Now, so I'm talking to Freedom. And I tell Freedom, I'm like, hey, babe, I got Justice in the car seat. You know, I'm like, hey, Freedom, stay right here. Daddy's going to get Freedom. Daddy's going to get Freedom uh, or Justice out of the car first. Uh, And then Daddy's going to come back and get you. And so I'm like thinking in my head, like, okay, she got it. She comprehended. Uh, We're on the 94 highway, like... She's not going to open the door. Now, I've got my back turned to the truck. And I'm sitting, my daughter, Justice is maybe a year old. She's still, I mean, she's big, tiny. And so I set her down. And as I'm turning around, the truck door swings open into oncoming traffic. Now, I have never put my hands on my daughter. Let me just, I don't know any of y'all work for CPS, any of this craziness. I'm a good dad. I love my kids. But in this moment, obviously, uh, I have long arms, and I used to be athletic. (laughs) And so I have bent seats in my truck. I drive through the, I dive through the truck bench seat and grab Freedom by the back of her collar and yank her across the truck. Now, Freedom starts crying. I start crying. <laughs> but I'm crying because I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm not crying at it. Like, uh, I'm crying because my daughter just stepped out in oncoming traffic. The revelation that is sometimes God will pull you out of a situation you don't know you're in. If I'm going to do that for my kids, I know that's what God is doing. And here's the thing. We don't like closed doors, and we don't like getting pulled from out of a situation because they're painful. We all want comfort. But God can teach you more through pain sometimes than he can through pleasure. And we got to be a church that understands that. We got to be a church that understands, like, yo, if God closed the door, it's a blessing. You might not see it now, but I look back on my life, thank God I didn't marry the woman I thought I was going to marry. Thank God. Woo. 
Thank God I didn't take, choose to go the career path I thought I wanted to be. I was, I was going to go to the DEA, FBI, State Department. I was out. Every door. Close, 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 close. I was like, yeah, uh, like, but I, that's what, uh, doors closing. Yeah. Doors closed on me in business. I mean, I, I started my business in 2016 and nothing happened. Doors closed, closed, closed. Because when God closes a door, he might be just closing the door for a season. We think that when God closes the door, it's forever. But everything has a season. And so when you think about that, when God closes a door, maybe it's not your season to be engaged. Maybe it's not your season. But see, we think we are in our limited capacity as human beings. We think that like we know God's ways and we can't because we have limited information. We make emotional decisions with limited information. Closed. Like it sucks. Like, I don't like it. Glory will tell you. I just run. I just, that's what I do. I just one one task and next task, the next thing. And now I understand, like, those closed doors, like, please, that's a red light, stop. How, and here's the thing with closed doors, that this is the thing, that God has been telling you what his closed doors are. Yeah. He's been telling you you've been ignoring. Yeah. Because God is not a God of chaos and confusion. And so if you're trying to walk in a door that's chaotic and confusing, that's not from God. And what God, and here's the brilliant part. God will let you make your own decisions first. He'll give you plenty of, exa- or plenty of time. Like, hey, dude, the same for you. She ain't it. He ain't it. They ain't it. We live in a weird world. Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that somebody can say they're non-binary means they're just bi- like, y'all know how confusing that is? Yeah. <laughs> 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all. Everybody say all. No, 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 no. Say all. all. S- circumstances. For it's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Next scripture, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, that which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Jesus Christ. Petition God. Is this a door you want me to be in? Because if you go through a door that God does not want you to go through, you then, you're ungrateful because you went through a door that he wants you to go through. Be grateful when you step through a door that God wants you in. But then don't blame God for your ungratefulness when there was every red flag under the sun. Point three. Be careful what you pray for. Woo. 
I used to pray for things and be like, yeah, that'd be cool. Woo. Not understanding that like when you pray for something and God like that prayer is answered, it's going to require a new you. We have all these dudes, so I, I am the men's guy, <laughs> pastor, bro. I have all these guys. Lord, send me a strong woman. Send me a cherished woman. Now, now. I have all these men come to me and say, hey, Jeff, I want, a, I, want a, I want a wife. I want a cherished woman. I need somebody strong. Until they get married. Uh, you wanted a strong woman. Yes, she has a problem that you're 30 years old playing video games. Hold up. No, 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 no. Ladies. Ladies, 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 ladies. I'm going to land the plane here in just a second. I'm, I'll stay on time, Pastor John. I'm going to land the plane here in a second. Ladies, send me an eMERGE man. It's on my vision board. He looks like Channing Tatum used to. He better be at least six foot two. And he better make a hundred grand a year. And then you get married. My husband works too much. My husband wants to go work out. Every answered prayer, every prayer request that you send up, it's going to require a new you. The reason they were, listen, listen, listen. The reason the Israelites were, were crying in the wilderness is because they weren't actually ready for freedom. The first thing they said, or the second thing they said is, yo, we, we had food back there. I get that. Like, yeah, it's easy to have someone take care of every need. There's times in my business I, I, right now where I'm like, oh, I would be okay being an employee. Like, uh, it was cool being an employee. Somebody else found the contract. Somebody else did all the work. But it was, there was never, I was never going to be more than that. And so some, sometimes people always, the Israelites, they're always looking back. Back in the good old days. You ever, like, I'd be real weary of people who are always, well, back in my time, back in the good old days, like, you're in the good old days now. And the real reason, like, we struggle with ungratefulness, like, the real truthful reason we do is because we put unrealistic expectations on our answered prayers. 
Like he's going to answer this prayer and everything's going to be great. Yes, listen. The Bible says grateful in all seasons. When I first got married, y'all, I didn't know if we were going to make it. I'm broken. I mean, dude, I'm, I am just, oh. When I married Gloria, I, I, I had literally like no self-worth. And I didn't know if we were going to make it. And, I, and I, she prayed for me before I was even here. But the night we ran into each other while we were dating, she said, God, just let me see Jeff tonight. We ran into each other like three o'clock in the morning, downtown San Diego, and uh, two kids, a mortgage, a business later, we're, we, we, we made it. But the prayer, she, she, so she prayed for me. She prayed to have me as a husband, but then let, her prayer was answered. But, but, but there's some work attached to it. God did not remove the Israelites from work. He removed the Israelites from the type of work. The Israelites had never taken care of themselves. They didn't know how to fish. They didn't know how to hunt. They didn't know how to do these things. And so in this season, like transparent, I told Tom, I told Glory, I always have like unrealistic expectations of the holidays. Because like holidays as a kid, like they were messed up for me. And so I always have like these, we're going to have 300 people at our house. I'm an introvert. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I, I think 20 people in the church have been to my house. But like I put these like unrealistic expectations on the holidays. And so what happens is I get really down. Because I have unrealistic realistic expectations of what God is going to do in the holiday season. It is an answered prayer. I, I have amazing holidays with my family. Glory and the girls, and I love Christmas morning with my daughters because I just I see that like I, I on Christmas morning like I, I feel how God feels in heaven. I think like I feel that way. We have to remember, y'all. Like I think the reason I struggled so much financially. And the reason I struggled so much as a man, the reason I struggled so much uh, in, in church and in, 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 in every area of my life, the reason I struggled so much is because I was ungrateful. And as soon as I became grateful, as soon as I said, God, like, as soon as I said, God, like, the life I live right now is enough. Like, I can be content with this. Like, I live in San Diego. I got a beautiful wife, a, uh, beautiful kids. Like, ah, this is, this is, this is, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I went to, to deliverance with, with uh, Pastor Tom and Pastor John. And like, ah, I can, I can, this is, this is it. I'm, I'm content with this, God. Ungrateful ceiling. Unlocked. Like, I'm truly not too far removed from not being able to pay my bills. I'm truly not too far from like glory fixing her shoes for, uh, woo. Hmm. I'm really not that far removed from like glory fixing her shoes to go to cherish with duct tape instead of being able to like go, just, Hey, go get a new pair. 
Like, I'm not too far removed from, like, what ungratefulness did to me. Like, I live a, God, you guys, I live a blessed life. I feel like tonight there's people in here and you strive for things. Yo, when God does this for me, I'll be happy. When God does that for me, I'll be happy. When I get to this place, I'll be happy. I thought money was going to make me happy. I thought a title, I thought privilege. I, happiness is not, it's not a feeling, it's a choice. I choose to be grateful. And listen, if you can't be grateful, wake up tomorrow and stand in the mirror and say, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. And repeat it to yourself until you're grateful. Right now, uh, there's two types of people I want to pray for tonight. The, the first person I want to pay, pray for is the person uh, that you have an ungrateful spirit. The husband that whatever your wife does, it's never enough. The wife that whatever your husband does, it's never enough. Yeah. The mom that no matter what your kids do, they're never enough. That's the first group I want to pray for. The group, the first group is people who like, you can't be grateful. You can't be content with where you're at and what, what, and you're always looking at other people. Like, well, if I just had what they had, if I just had what he had, here's a good one in the church today. If I just had that wife, if I just had that husband, that's the first group. And the second group, like, I'm going to pray for is people who, you came to church tonight, and maybe you're far from God. Maybe you're like, yo, what is this dude even talking about? The book, you have no idea what the Bible is. Maybe you got, you know, maybe you're walking by on Balboa Avenue, and you just walk in the door. And you're like, hey, I want, I want, I want, I want a grateful life. I want to be a person that can, that can be grateful for the gifts of God and the miracles of God in my life. So, so right now, with, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in here tonight and you struggle with being grateful, you struggle with, with contentment, you struggle with being enough, you struggle with God in this way, in this season, or, and, and people who, who get down in this season, if that's you right now, raise your hand. Hands going up all over the place. Thank you. It takes bravery to raise your hand in, in, a, in a church service. I declare you guys right now that the ability to be grateful falls on you. So Heavenly Father, right now, for every person that raised, raised their hand, God, I declare in Jesus' name that they see you for who you are. They see you as a loving, they see you as a kind God. They see, they see you as a good Heavenly Father. That even though you've closed some doors, you, you closed those doors on their behalf. You pulled them out of those relationships on their behalf. You pulled them out of those business ventures. You pulled them out of, out of darkness that they didn't see on their behalf. So God, I thank you for each and every person in here tonight that has felt ungrateful, that has felt unworthy, that has felt unloved. 
I thank you for all those people, God, and I thank you for the blessings you're pouring out on them, God. Right now, I speak life over John Sanchez, and I declare his business, new wineskin, fresh wine. God, pour out oil on them. God, show them what you really truly have in store for them. God, right now, I declare in your name that people are being unlocked tonight. The ungrateful ceiling that's over their head, God, is that, that, that glass ceiling is being shattered right now in Jesus' name. That people are going to be able to step in and, and be grateful, and they're going to start to have these God stories. They're going to start to have vision, signs, and wonders. They're going to start to see you for who you are. And the second group I'm going to pray for right now, if you're in this room tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in here tonight and you're like, I'm far from God, Jeff. I'm far from God. I once had a relationship with God and I, I, I fell away or, or I turned my back on him because I was upset that things didn't go my way. I'm, I'm going to count to three and then we're going to raise our hands. Here's what's going to happen. If you're in your seat right now, your, your, your heart is going to start racing. Everything, every fiber of you is going to say, don't raise your hand. I'm good. One. There's, there's somebody in here tonight and you're, 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 you're ready to run to the altar. Two. Three. If that's you, just put your hand up tonight. I see you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hands going up. Thank you. Thank you. I see you up there in the top row. Thank you. I see you down here. Thank you, guys. So right now, church, for you, this me, will everybody just stand to their feet? And right now, I'm going to have everybody repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you today for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. God, thank you so much. And Lord, I repent for any ungrateful thought, any ungrateful feelings, and any other grateful feelings towards others. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.